The Federal Reserve Open Market Committee began a two-day meeting on Tuesday amid new speculation they're going to be hiking interest rates even more than expected. Former Dallas Fed CEO and current CNBC commentator Richard Fisher sat on in on many of those meetings and was seen as a hawk, and he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, David, uh, you know, doves are part of the pigeon family, and I don't want to be anybody's pigeon, so... <laughs> They, they labeled me a hawk. But anyway, we're, we're in a, a dire situation right now because, as we all know, inflation is running rampant. Even this morning when they released the producer price index, which doesn't really ever move markets, but up 8% uh, for uh, – that's the May producer number. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a situation on our hands. Um my former members of the committee and my good friend Jay Powell have sat next to me for three and a half years, I think three years, when he was a governor at the table. Uh, they pursued what I call the horses out of the, bar, out of the barn inflation strategy, which is waiting to see if inflation was serious and then acting. And you know, David, as well as I do, monetary policy only acts on the economy with a time lag, usually 18 months. So they're way behind the curve, and we'll have to see what they do now. I'm glad I'm not sitting at that table. Yeah, that's what we'd always heard, that you can't get the uh, the toothpaste back in the tube, that you have to be preemptive. So right. clearly that's not the case here. But this one seems a little unusual. So we've got full employment. People saved a bunch of money because they had it, and they didn't have anything to do with it during COVID. And that's sort of sitting on the sideline. We're going into this recession, assuming we're going into a recession, in a, in, a, in a different situation. Well, by the way, you would never know we're going to recession here in Texas, and even here in North Texas in particular. We have so many people moving here. You go to any of the malls or you go to uh, the most extreme, Highland Park Village, it is hard to believe how people are spending money still. Uh, and our job creation in the state is running almost twice as strong as it is in the rest of the United States or on average in the United States. So we'll have to see how this runs its course. David, the basic problem is this. For far too long, for 12 years, money has been free. And when money is free, doesn't cost anything, interest rates are zero. And you think the Fed's going to continue to accommodate by building their balance sheet, which they've now stopped. But when you think that way, anything looks like a good investment. It could be crypto, it could be the mem stocks, it could be anything because you don't have anything to compete with. Now rates are up and you have something that's competitive, which means you end up with a repricing of the way you discount future cash flows as an equity investor. So um, you know this, I saw this coming. I've talked about it probably for too long, but this is why I wasn't willing to uh, endorse yeah. all that quantitative easing and why i argued against cutting rates to zero in the first place. It's just taken a lot longer to come than we thought. In fact, yep. so long. And you advise lots of corporations and you companies and banks and you sit on boards and you're advising a bunch of people who have never, as CEOs, have never seen inflation and have never been CEOs by and large during a period of, of rising interest rates. Is corporate yep. America prepared for all this? I think corporate America, the good CFOs, David, have uh, pushed out their debt towers and uh, are better positioned for this. I worry about the small and medium-sized businesses that depend more on bank credit. 
uh, although they're not complaining about access to credit right now, they will start doing so. Right now, their biggest problem is finding workers and figuring how to offset the cost at squeezing their margins by increasing tough wages that they have to pay to get these good people to work for them. So it's uh, we'll have to see how this all gets settled, but I think good CFOs and good companies, and I saw this on the board of PepsiCo when I was on that board until last year after I retired from that board, also at AT&T, they pushed the debt towers out. And so I think uh, corporate America is a better prepared what you really should refer to is an entire generation of young investors, anybody under age of 40, has never operated unless we've had free money, which means bad decisions have been made and we'll have to see who's smart and who's not smart as we go forward. One of the reasons I always enjoyed having you on the on the Fed board for many reasons was knowledge that you have, that somebody's sitting on there who understands the stock market and has worked <laughs> in the stock market and is not just an academic who's only read about it. So the, right now the stock market seems to be in a purge. Everything's bad. They're selling everything, even the right. stocks that theoretically ought to be doing well. Even right gold. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when does that right itself, and, and when can we pick up the pieces? So, David, since 1926, the average bear market lasted 1.3 years and had a cumulative loss of 41%. So we've gone through seven or eight bear markets since 1926, and that's the average. So if you're guided by that, and I'm not sure you should be, we're halfway there. We'll see. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but I'm just saying if you go get around the averages going back to 1926, um, you know, there's still possibly some downside here. And it all has to do with, again, the change. When money's free, you can look at a long-term horizon and, and uh, invest in that promise. When money becomes more expensive, you have to shorten your time horizon. You have to look hard at whether something's making a profit or not or paying a dividend. And I think a lot of these stocks that were just floated on free money are going to have some really challenging times. We we always think of um, black swan. Have a nice day, David. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I know that you're out there bargain hunting at some point in time. We always talk about black swans in, in a negative sense, but there can be and and then again, a black swan is just an unexpected event, but you right. can have positive unexpected events. I mean, Putin getting run over by a tank or something. <laughs> is, is is there something that are are somebody just stumbling across an, an enormous hoard of hydrocarbons stored someplace. Is, is there a positive aspect out there that we can look to? Well, I think the positive aspect is it is the USA. We're number one. Uh, you know, you could say we're the best looking horse in the glue factory, but I believe we are um, the best racehorse on the track. And um, we are experiencing that in terms of a stronger dollar right now and compared to what's going on in Europe, which is very weak and being strangled by Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the consequences. Uh, you look elsewhere, China's not growing the way it was before. It's having some real economic issues, also COVID issues. Relatively speaking, there's no place better to be than here in uh, the United States. And I view us as secretariat in the Belmont race in 1973. Yeah. We're 31 lengths ahead of everybody else. And guess who the jockey is on that uh, economy of ours right now? It's Texas. 
Yeah. So I would guess, so what I hear is if I were going to look for bargains in the stock market, I wouldn't be loading up on a bunch of companies that, that rely on exports, that more domestic companies, bricks and mortar, food companies, staples. Well, David, I never talk my own book because my book's been reduced because I'm getting older and older. But um, so I'll leave the stock market recommendations to you. How's that? Well, let's hope they all at the end of the book, they all live. They don't all die. That's what we're looking for. Richard Fisher is a current CNBC commentator, former Dallas Fed CEO and advisors to lots of bright companies. Always good to spend some time with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. You're the best. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.